welcome to the Forbes India cover story podcast series in association with the indicas.com my name is abhishek and this issue's cover is a package on the best things money can buy on the other line with me to talk about it all are forbes india's jasodhara banerjee and monica batija many thanks for joining in both of you hi abhishek hi uh, hi jasodhara let's start uh, with uh, with you i quote from uh, your overview article that introduces the subject you write that the forbes india luxury special this year looks into the past dwells in the present and peeps into the future of luxury so what was a brief that you were working on this uh, luxury issue what was the thought behind it so last year we had uh, the luxury issue around a theme as well continuing that practice we decided to have a theme for this luxury issue too the idea behind having a theme in the first place is to deviate from the usual practice of a lot of other publications to have just a list of the most expensive things so this year we looked at the past and the present and the future the reason being that luxury is something that has existed lives of human beings almost forever what constitutes luxury it was dependent upon the time frame that we look at even in the ancient past there was the concept of luxury in various ways and we know very well that even in the future there will be luxury in some form or the other but the forms that luxury acquire differ from time to time and something that might be luxurious today can become something very commonplace tomorrow that's why we thought of this theme so that get to see what constituted luxury in the past and what it is in the present and what it can be in the future Uh, one interesting thing that i found was uh, that the issue does not just cover tangible items uh, your overview also mentions about how you can go diving among whale sharks or drive in the lap of luxury on the planet's remotest road so continuing on this thread that you've uh, set it up uh, uh, monica if you could chip in with some of the highlights that the reader can expect we had a few articles in the past showing how we connects us to the past and how some items retain their luxury through the ages as in the value their exclusivity and their and how they used to develop modern forms so the heritage piece that kathakali did we see how old residences and palaces are being converted into places that you can sort of experience the glory of the past and yet they are luxurious and they are modern and they have every amenity the example that uh, the author talks about is jehan numa the palace in bhopal Uh, which grew from 14 to 100 rooms and they had this problem of installing a wifi router says that it doesn't come in the way of the regal look and feel of, of the past so how you still maintain a connect to the past and yet sort of make it modern is this a balance between technology and tradition so, such that it doesn't put off that very wealthy individual one of the heritage hotels talks about how they chose not to install marble tiles because that would have come in the way of a historic uh, tradition different companies or different brands of hospitalities they approach it in a slightly different way if you look at something like the taj properties and if you look at something like the ahilya fort in uh, maheshwar or even the neemrana properties they're all heritage properties they all fall in the luxury heritage bracket however the offerings of each of these brands are very distinct from each other the structure of the building the material that has been used inside the marbles the gilt the paintings and everything 
So, uh, if you look at Falak Nama or Umair Bhavan, for example, so the level of opulence is really high because the existing property itself had those features. Whereas, if you look at a Nimrana property or perhaps the Ahilya Fort property, the character of the property itself is different. So, there is no attempt to make the Ahilya Fort like a Falak Nama because that will completely kill the, the very character of that place. The effort to marry modern amenities and conveniences like air conditioning or hot cold water in the bathrooms for example that challenge is the same no matter which property you're talking about the idea of luxury at least when it comes to what you've just described in india is so much different from that of the west where five-star hotels means prompt room service excellent food these modern amenities because i think there is one more heritage place which redid the teak wood only because of certain constraints like you know it was architecturally dangerous for instance otherwise so they would not change anything unless it needs to be fixed if you're talking about uh, fantastic room service and things like that it depends on from one property to the other if you we also have a list of accompanying this story that kathakali has written there is a list that we have carried of heritage um, hotels across the world in other countries although we have not done a story on those places but conserving what is already there must have importance over there as well now uh, things like room service is probably I think only Nimrana and Ahilya Fort and properties like that don't, but if you're looking at large, they definitely do. True, true. These uh, companies, whether in any industry, uh, when it comes to luxury, are they treating the young consumer uh, any different? I think, Monica, you, you did a, a story on, on cars where the Bentley's boss, he talks about how these future customers will have very different expectations and requirements to what the current luxury buyer does. So is there anything different that uh, these companies do to target the youngsters? I think Praveen has done a piece on how Harley-Davidson is doing a little bit of it. Yeah, we've sort of looked at how and what might constitute luxury in the future and how they're targeting millennials and uh, and uh, the stories on cars with Jashodra has written. What are the concepts for cars in say like 20 years down the line? We Obviously, there will be autonomous cars and electric cars. But beyond that, in terms of luxury, in terms of concepts, I think she'll be able to tell you about that. Well, the Bentley uh, quote that you're referring to, so in that piece, we have a Rolls-Royce concept car and a Bentley, along with a Mercedes and a Faraday. So you will see that they have mentioned that they are going to move away from leather upholstery. Now, that is uh, almost very contradictory to what you see in luxury cars today. They boast of handcrafted, uh, fine-grained leather which is uh, exotic in various ways and hand-stitched and all of that. But I think either Bentley or Rolls-Royce, one of them mentions that they're going to move away from leather. And why is that? Because they believe millennials today are getting more and more conscious on ethical terms, on sustainability terms of the kind of products and material that they would like to use. Instead of having fine-grained leather, they're looking at other organic or synthetic material that is as luxurious but more ethical in their sourcing. That is just one of the various things that the car manufacturers are probably looking at. 
and very randomly there is there is a little line that i read somewhere in there that if you have a few 100 million dollars lying around it's worth spending them on the jubilee the largest yacht ever built in the netherlands so here's a quick question for each of you how would you spend if you have the kind of money from this issue what is what are the couple of things that you might yourself uh, sample we actually asked each other this <laughs> yeah i don't remember what we said jubilee only when we were discussing and is it khayali pulao bana rahe to ghee dalne mein I think I said some car. Yeah, let's say like some super luxurious. I mean, I was completely blown away by the Rolls Royce concept. Oh yeah, that actually. was my story, which is when we were asking. All right, and what about you? I don't think I've thought about this. <laughs> you can take your time while you think because uh, you have another section section on how uh, rich people. Uh, have spent their money like uh, for, ranging from single mont, uh, malls to yachts to there is an exclusive piece on on luxury watches and uh, places to travel as well that's an interesting one where one that i remember is uh, a trip to uh, shakti himalaya in in jammu and kashmir at altitudes of 11000 to 14000 feet where people will pay their top uh, rupee to enjoy those treks so people go on adventure trekking and stuff so these are not really associated with luxury because you you're expected to rough it out but uh, we wanted to look at things that are you can do you know you can be out in the rough but you can still do them in the lap of luxuries no after having worked on a couple of luxury issues i think my only thought is that a lot of effort goes into the creation of luxury by whichever brand uh, makes it but i think unfortunately a lot of that hard work especially craftsmanship it gets completely eclipsed by the price tag of these products the heritage watches that we have featured they are excellent pieces of craftsmanship and knowledge and experience i mean there are watchmakers who compete with each other for years to make one of those pieces perhaps but unfortunately for a lot of people these items are just baubles that you buy to flaunt simply because of their price tag we don't say the same thing for pieces of art for example we would not say why do, why on earth does an mf hussein cost a few crores but we will also say though it's a great piece of art in the same way a lot of these things that we feature in the luxury issue are fantastic pieces of art and science and technology unfortunately very little gets written about that whether in india or abroad so we can explore I think yeah. yeah I think we should explore this in our next year's luxury issue perhaps. Yes that's a good one because we are talking about taste here right some people might pretend to know music some others might really know what goes into, into making it uh, you can perhaps get to know that once you uh, know why somebody wears a particular watch just because it has a 25000 or a 1 lakh rupee price tag or much more as some of your watches are in in, yeah. in this article or the the craftsmanship behind it i think we can go on and on uh, both of you thank you very much for your time uh, in the interest of time it's time to wrap up uh, this episode but thanks thanks a lot thank, thank you. you thank you all you listeners uh, get this podcast on forbes india as well as on itunes and to have someone call you for a subscription message forbes to 51818